You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go, because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 81 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I am your host, Kelly Sharon, and I am joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. Hey, Kelly. Oh, yeah? Did you know that we have a brand new visual roundup on our website? I do, featuring some real cute little bunnies. Yeah, it's called Hop To It. (laughs) Do you know what's also on our website, Kelly? Ooh, I mean, lots of things. Lots of fun things, but in particular, there's a new little icon that links to our Patreon account. So for those of you taters that appreciate our program and want more, if you give a couple bucks every month, we will reward you with bonus rounds, stickers, shout outs. Definitely go check it out. Yeah, who wouldn't want more? (laughs) Come on down. Also, not only do we have a group episode coming up in the next few weeks, we also need everybody to get out their calendar right now and save this date, May 21st. On May 21st, Kelly and I will be collaborating with some other trivia shows as part of a UNICEF fundraiser to help with the vaccine rollouts. All money raised will go to UNICEF and it should be pretty fun. It's going to be around the clock trivia. So we will be taking a time slot and the whole thing will be broadcast on Twitch. So as soon as we know our time slot, we will let you all know so that you can join us and we can have a live quiz. On camera too. You get to see the faces behind the mics. (laughs) Well, that's terrifying, but at least I will be wearing a cute matching outfit with my buddy Kelly, who always seems to look good. All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is Chino Briefs, C H I. N-O-B-R-I-E-F-S. And the question or clue that goes with this anagram is, this breed of hypoallergenic small dog is often depicted as a French dog and has a distinctive white powder puff coat. Moving on to round one. Round number one is called Rhyme. Time. All questions in this general knowledge round have self-rhyming answers. Two examples would be Nutter Butter and Snack Attack. Coincidence? I think not. Question number one. Traditionally made of reindeer or seal skin, what are the soft boots worn by Arctic Aboriginal people? Question number two. Manufactured by the Hershey Company and featured in the film E.T., what popular bite-sized candies come in orange, brown, and yellow shells? Question number three. 
originally consisting of a light box with colorful pieces, what classic toy has released other forms over the years, including a flat screen, a 3D cube, and an FX edition that spins and plays music. Question number four. A regular Saturday Night Live castmate from 1995 to 2000, this comedic actor portrayed such characters as Ariana, the leader of the Spartan cheerleaders, and Mickey, the dyke, a butch public access TV host. Who is she? Question number five. With intended use as a transatlantic flight transport during World War II, the Hughes H-4 Hercules aircraft wasn't completed in time to be used during the war, but remains the largest flying boat ever built. What is the common nickname for this aircraft? Question number six. What campfire song and participation dance originated as a British folk dance in the 1820s and involves participants linking arms in a circle and taking instructional cues that include a lot of shaking body parts? Question number seven. Recorded in 1955, this single became Little Richard's first major hit and features the energetic chorus lyrics, a wop bop a mop a wop bam boom What is this song title? Question number eight. Dubbed better than frying in its ads, what craft manufactured food product consists of a flavored breadcrumb coating for meat? In 1981, Ann B. Davis, who portrayed Alice, the housekeeper on The Brady Bunch, appeared in commercials for this product, exclaiming, That chicken's so crisp and juicy and golden, it makes me look golden, if you know what I mean. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, rhyme time. Question number one. The soft leather boots worn by Arctic Aboriginal people are mukluks. Question number two. The popular bite-sized candies that come in orange, brown, and yellow shells are Reese's Pieces. Big fan over here. I will devour a family size bag like nobody's business, but also the entire time I'm like, these actually aren't that great. It tastes totally waxy and I can't stop eating them. <laughs> it's a Pac-Man thing where I'm just like, bop, 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 bop. But I do love the little Reese's Pieces 70s color palette, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a little autumnal blend, if you will. I will. Exactly. I think they're very pretty. I do too. <laughs> Question number three. The colorful light box toy that has been released in other forms, including a flat screen, a 3D cube, and an FX edition that spins and plays music is Light Bright. 
These are crazy updates. <laughs> Where have I been? Because that sounds amazing. It sounds wild. I'd be scared if it started spinning. I'm very into it. I'd mess with it. You can have like a Just Dance party with an effects edition light bright in the background. Yeah, sign me up for this. <laughs> I'll come to this party. <laughs> party indeed. I'll bring a punch. Let's go. Kelly makes the best boozy punches mm. ever. She'll have like ice rings with sage artisanal syrups that she whipped up. Tasty. It's wild. Wild things. Everyone wants a, a good cocktail that comes in a large quantity. <laughs> Simple math. <laughs> yes. It's a one-two punch. Boing. Question number four. A regular SNL castmate from 1995 to 2000, the comedic actor who portrayed such characters as Ariana the cheerleader and Mickey the dyke is Sherry O'Terry. That's quite a femme butch spectrum. She's obviously a versatile talent. <laughs> For sure. She's so spunky, though. She's hilarious. Yes. Question number five. The common nickname for the Hughes H-4 Hercules aircraft is Spruce Goose. Cool nickname, guys. Right? So the Spruce Goose, actually, it used to be on exhibit in Long Beach, which is where Kelly and I live. But now it can be found in Oregon. Spruce Goose on the move. Spruce Goose on the loose. Boom. <laughs> Boo. Honk. Question number six. The song and participation dance that involves participants linking arms in a circle and taking instructional cues is the Hokey Pokey. <laughs> it's just like for people who just want to stand there and be told what to do. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to dance but lack imagination? Sort of like a dance mob meets the game of Twister. Right? Our light bright party will have a, a sad hokey pokey corner. <laughs> no hokey pokey at our light bright party. Only rad punches <laughs> and spinning lights and music. This is a dress down rave. No big deal. With only Kelly and I. <laughs> rave for two. <laughs> Question number seven. The 1955 Little Richard hit that features the energetic chorus lyrics, a wop bop a loo bop a lop bamboo, is Tutti Fruity. Can you repeat those lyrics? Shut up. Do it. <laughs> a wop bop a loo bop a wop bamboo. One more time with energy. Oh my god. <laughs> a wop bop a loo bop a wop bamboo. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. You happy? Wop, wop, loop, wop, wop, bam, boom. Yeah, plug that in where I said it. <laughs> Little Richard is rad, though. Totally androgynous for his time. Excellent showman. Crazy talent. I'm actually a big Little Richard fan. Yeah, there's a lot to be a fan of. Rest in peace. Question number eight. The breadcrumb food product that featured Alice, the housekeeper, on the Brady Bunch in ads claiming... That chicken's so crisp and juicy and golden, it makes me look golden, if you know what I mean, is shake and bake. I always thought when Alice looked golden, I always suspected a little uh, romp in the pantry with Sam the butcher. <laughs> yeah. No? <laughs> I feel like that was implied. <laughs> but speaking of shaking. Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. It is called Shake That Peach. April 13th is National Peach Cobbler Day. Very important holiday. 
which naturally leads us to crafting this music round with songs about butts. So celebrate one of the most used emojis by shaking that rump. You will get a half point for song title and a half point for recording artist. One. Here are the answers for round two, Shake That Peach. Song number one was Bootylicious by Destiny's Child. Song number two was Fat Bottomed Girls by Queen. Song number three was Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. Song number four was Rump Shaker by Rex in Effect. Song number five was Big Bottom by Spinal Tap. 
Song number six was Honky Tonk Badonkadonk by Trace Adkins. Song number seven was My Humps by the Black Eyed Peas. And song number eight was Shake Your Booty by KC and the Sunshine Band. Love this theme, but kind of a mixed bag. I know. <laughs> it's not all good when it comes to the butts, you know? Depends on who you're asking. I feel like there's a little something for everyone. That's true. I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. No. But that said, this honky tonk badonkadonk. <laughs> that inclusion was just for you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Boo hiss. <laughs> Moving on to round three. Round number three is called Celestial Namesake. It turns out there's a lot of minor planets out there, and they all need names. This classic subject round features people, real and fictional, whom some were named after. Question number one. Located in the asteroid belt and discovered in 1916, this asteroid was named after the founding head of government of Soviet Russia. Who is he? Question number two. A minor planet dons the name of the highest paid musician at Woodstock, who closed the show Monday morning with a rendition of the Star Spangled Banner, featuring feedback and distortion to imitate the sounds of rockets and bombs. Who was this musician? Question number three. Niccolo Machiavelli, a planetary namesake and Italian Renaissance man, is best known for penning what foundational text of modern political philosophy? Question number four. Having both a Janelle Monet song as well as a minor planet titled after her, who was the first space traveler recognized as LGBTQ? Question number five. A recent minor planet naming citation to occur in 2019, who was the Bull Moose U.S. president who remains the youngest to ever be elected? Question number six. Actor George Takai has an asteroid named after him. Best known for his work on Star Trek, what is the name of the spacecraft for which he helms? Question number seven. A dark elongated asteroid that orbits in resonance with Jupiter, a minor planet dons the name of a woman of legend and lore and queen of King Arthur. Who is she? Question number eight. Discovered in 2001, a minor planet was named after film director Ang Lee, the first non-white director to win the Oscar for Best Director. For a half point each, what two films did he win this honor for? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers.
Here are the answers for round three, Celestial Namesake. Question number one. Whoa, Kelly, did you hear that? Was it an asteroid? No, it was not. It was the sound of my celestial body colliding with a triple tater. So by now, most of you are familiar with that cue, but on the off chance that you're not, if you answered this question correctly, you will receive three points instead of one. Good luck. With an asteroid bearing his name, the founding head of government of Soviet Russia is Vladimir Lenin. Question number two. The minor planet namesake who struck a major chord with his wailing rendition of the Star-Spangled Banner at Woodstock is Jimi Hendrix. Which was such an incredible moment. I feel like might be my favorite version of the Star-Spangled Banner ever. Yeah, definitely an iconic moment. Yeah, and Hendrix as a guitarist in general, phenomenal. Like, nobody has ever played that instrument the way he played it. Yeah. Just his style, his cadence, incredible. Question number three. Niccolo Machiavelli, a planetary namesake and Italian Renaissance man, is best known for authoring The Prince. Question number four. The first space traveler recognized as LGBTQ who has a minor planet titled after her is Sally Ride. Question number five. The Bull Moose U.S. president who was recently given a planetary namesake in 2019 is Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, Teddy. It is weird, though, that this happened in 2019, right? I'm kind of surprised he didn't already have one. Do you know what the story behind Bull Moose is? He was the founder of the Bull Moose Party. It's like a party of his own sort of personality cult. (laughs) The party's popular nickname of Bull Moose was derived from the characteristics of strength and vigor, often used by Roosevelt to describe himself. Par for the course. So there you go. Question number six. George Takai, asteroid namesake and Star Trek actor, is best known for being the helmsman of the USS Enterprise. He is an adorable man. Totally. Question number seven. With an asteroid that orbits in resonance with Jupiter bearing her name, the woman of legend and lore and queen of King Arthur is Guinevere. Question number eight. Another celestial namesake, Ang Lee, is the first non-white director to win the Academy Award for Best Director. For a half point each, the two films he won this honor for are Brokeback Mountain and Life of Pi. Different vibes. (laughs) Definite different vibes. Big fan of Brokeback Mountain. Obvi. Obviously. <laughs> gorgeous soundtrack, beautiful cinematography, but also Heath Ledger. What a tender stud. Oh, it's so heartbreaking, that movie. Oh, it's so good. Moving on to round four. Babs is back. She's back. Round number four is called Barbara's Bush, the sports edition. It's time to toss some balls into the bush. This celebrity pop culture round is on famous people who are really owning their surnames. All answers will include a celebrity and a U.S. professional sports team. And all answers will follow the format of Barbara's Bush, 
So an example would be Larry's Lakers, if Larry Laker were an actual person. I think you all follow. Question number one. The lead singer of the Blackhearts loves this New York football team almost as much as she loves rock and roll. Question number two. The guitarist and co-founder of R.E.M. spends his off-stage time rooting for this Milwaukee basketball team. Question number three. This sports promoter and convicted felon stepped out of the boxing ring and into the ice rink to promote this Los Angeles hockey team. Question number four. This mystical singer did not stand back when fulfilling her dreams of supporting this New York basketball team. Question number five. This TV personality and celebrity cook behind the 30-minute meals franchise whipped up some hot dishes to serve to her favorite Tampa Bay baseball team. Question number six. This controversial LGBTQ makeup mogul strayed from his all-pink motif to don a green and silver jersey in support of his boyfriend's Dallas hockey team. Question number seven. It was this bad boy of hip-hop's prerogative to give a shout-out to this Cleveland football team every little step of the way. Question number eight. Nicknamed Birdman, this professional skateboarder took a break from the board to catch a basketball game in Atlanta. We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, Barbara's Bush Sports Edition. Woo, 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 woo. Go sports. Woo, woo, woo. T-shirt cannon. Hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Lukewarm beer. Oh, no. Womp, womp. Question number one. The clue was, the lead singer of the Blackhearts loves this New York football team almost as much as she loves rock and roll. And the answer is... Jones Jets. Question number two. The clue was, the guitarist and co-founder of R.E.M. spends his off-stage time rooting for this Milwaukee basketball team. And the answer is, Peter's Bucks. So just recently, the Bucks have all of a sudden become this like superstar team because they have like some crazy good player. Am I right? You are right. He is 6'11". That's insane. So he's basically just like tap in the basket, tap in the basket. Yeah. And tap no basket for you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Shut it down. No nope. tap, tap. 
But Peter Buck, the guitarist of R.E.M., has this hilarious incident, which we covered. Uh, oh, my gosh. And one of the first Trivia Time episodes was like celebrity bad behavior or something. But it, he got wasted on an airplane and like threw yogurt at some flight attendants and tried to like put his CD into their drink cart. Went wild. Really hilarious. Awesome tirades there. So. Big fan. Was up to some antics on that commercial flight. <laughs> yes, yeah, serious antics. <laughs> Question number three. The clue was, this sports promoter and convicted felon stepped out of the boxing ring and into the ice rink to promote this Los Angeles hockey team. And the answer is Don's Kings. Don King, not a great dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good summary of him. <laughs> Question number four. The clue was, this mystical singer did not stand back when fulfilling her dreams of supporting this New York basketball team. And the answer is Stevie's Knicks. If it were actualized, I think I'd be a pretty big fan. <laughs> yeah, Stevie's Knicks against Jones's Jets. <laughs> Front row seats, sign me up. Pish posh that they're different sports. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Get to a field, figure it out. <laughs> Get it, ladies. Question number five. The clue was... This TV personality and celebrity cook behind the 30-minute meals franchise whipped up some hot dishes to serve to her favorite Tampa Bay baseball team. And the answer is Rachel's Rays. Question number six. The clue was this controversial LGBTQ makeup mogul strayed from his all-pink motif to don a green and silver jersey in support of his boyfriend's Dallas hockey team. And the answer is Jeffrey's Stars. He would be a great cheerleader. Yes, there you have it. <laughs> Hockey might be a little too rough for that one. Question number seven. The clue was, it was this bad boy of hip-hop's prerogative to give a shout-out to this Cleveland football team every little step of the way. And the answer is Bobby's Browns. Question number eight. The clue was... Nicknamed Birdman, this professional skateboarder took a break from the board to catch a basketball game in Atlanta. And the answer is Tony's Hawks. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What Norse explorer founded the first settlement in Greenland? Question number two. Grown primarily in Thailand, what is the long grain variety of rice that is known for its aroma? Question number three. Considered a golden age in contrast to the horrors of World War I, what is the term given to the period of French history, dated between 1880 and 1914, characterized by optimism, prosperity, and flourishment in the arts? Question number four. 
Question number four. Allowing a tighter fit than a flathead screw, what is the name for the type of screwdriver with the tip that has pointed edges in the shape of a cross? Question number five. Caused by solar wind magnetosphere disturbances strong enough to alter the trajectories of charged particles and named after the Roman goddess of the dawn, what is the term for the natural light display also referred to as northern lights? Question number six. Born Vicki Lynn Hogan, this model and TV personality won the title of 1993 Playboy Playmate of the Year one year before marrying oil tycoon J. Howard Marshall, who is 62 years her senior. Who is she? Question number seven. Distributed by Netflix, what 2018 animated musical fairy tale comedy film featured the voices of real-life divas Demi Lovato, Sia, and Avril Lavigne. It's connection time, and question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. The Norse explorer who founded the first settlement in Greenland was... Eric the Red. A fun fact is one of Eric's sons was the well-known Icelandic explorer Leif Erikson. Son of Eric. Eric's sons, <laughs> Eric's son. There we go. There she blows. <laughs> yep, there we go. Question number two. Grown primarily in Thailand, the long grain variety of rice that is known for its aroma is jasmine rice. I just recently got a new rice cooker. It's like this Japanese brand that's sort of the Cadillac of rice cookers. Nice. It's insane. Is it good? Have you used it? Mm-hmm. Rice is giving potatoes a run for their money in my household. I would be enthused to try the Cadillac of rice. <laughs> just do it. I want to know what I'm missing out on. You're missing out on some fine rice. Question number three. Considered a golden age, the term given to the period of French history between 1880 and 1914 is Belle Epoque. Question number four. The name for the type of screwdriver with a cross-shaped tip is Phillips head. That's not my favorite type of screwdriver. How about you, Cal? I mean, I like a little switch hitter on the screwdriver. What a magnetic tip. <laughs> My favorite screwdriver is equal parts vodka and OJ. Boom. Whoop, whoop. Question number five. Named after the Roman goddess of the dawn, the term for the natural light display, also referred to as northern lights, is aurora borealis. This seems gorgeous. I would love to see it at some point in my life. 
Yeah, bucket list item right here. For sure. Seems pretty. Let's see it together. Okay, tater trip. Question number six. Born Vicky Lynn Hogan, the model, TV personality, and playmate of the year, who married elderly oil tycoon J. Howard Marshall, was Anna Nicole Smith. So this was totally wild. I actually did get hooked on this reality show. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Which was kind of just tragic. Oh. Question number seven. The 2018 Netflix animated fairy tale that featured the voices of Demi Lovato, Sia, and Avril Lavigne is charming. I missed this one. Yeah. No, I don't know anything about this, actually. <laughs> but your girlfriends are there. No, not girlfriends, plural. Only Demi's my girlfriend. Plural. No, you always love Avril. No. You're like, wow, look at that eyeliner. I'm a punk princess. I love that guy from Nickelback. I've always heard you say that. You love her. <laughs> right. Question number eight. It's connection time. The answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like... Eric the Red. Jasmine Rice. Belle Epoch. Phillips Head. Aurora Borealis. Anna Nicole Smith. And Charming. And all of those answers include a name of a Disney prince or princess. Kelly. Yes. Pop quiz. Oh, no. One through seven. Tell me which movies the prince and princesses are from. Go. Okay. I don't know what Eric is from. Little Mermaid. Next. Jasmine is from Aladdin. <laughs> yes. Belle is Beauty and the Beast. Uh-huh. Don't know what Philip is from. Sleeping Beauty. Aurora's a recent one, right? No, not recent. Oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, Anna, that's, uh, you know, the one everyone likes. Frozen? Yeah. And then Charming, isn't that all of them? <laughs> Prince Charming, Cinderella. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big Disney fan. Not surprised I didn't do so well in my pop quiz there. Okay, Triple Tater pop quiz. What's the man prince name of the beast when he turns into a prince? I have no idea. I've failed the triple tater. Florian. Oh, that's kind of somewhere in my brain, like lodged. In the animated movie when the beast transforms into the man and he's got this like sandy ponytail and he looks like a ding dong. Like I'm like, change him back. Change him back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Totally. He was hotter <laughs> before. <laughs> Whoa. Give us that beast. <laughs> Returning to our bonus anagram of the week. Our bonus anagram this week was Chino Briefs. I'm wearing some right now. No big deal. Pleated or unpleated? Obviously, all the pleats. <laughs> all the way around. Double pleats. Yeah, triple pleats all the way around the waistband. Nice fashion. It's like an upside down chef hat. A toque, if you will. <laughs> Gross. The clue that went with this anagram was this breed of hypoallergenic small dog is often depicted as a French dog and has a distinctive white powder puff coat. And the answer is Bichon Frise. Chino Briefs scrambles up to be Bichon Frise. Whoop whoop. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. Our email address is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter 
for weekly round reveals, free answers, and bonus questions. That wraps up this episode of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I've been joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. We hope you enjoyed listening and playing along. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We might even give you a shout out in a future episode. Our background and answer break music this week is Dance Number Three by Century of Aeroplanes. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Zach, Lydia, Abe, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time, later taters! Side note, my parents are flying in on Easter Sunday, so I put their Christmas gift in an Easter card and called it a Jesus mashup. He hath risen. <laughs> He's dead. He's risen. We don't know. <laughs> I like that. It's his birthday. Lots of reasons to celebrate. It's confusing. Here we are. <laughs>